Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, you really are a beautiful audience having a fun show tonight. It's so hot. Fill in the blanks. We've had some very humorous responses. Of course, we're also getting you ready for the Labor Day Classic on Monday. And about three weeks ago, a lot of you, well, I don't want to speak for, I guess, a, a lot of you. I, I felt like a, a lot of people were dreading Elks games. And now I feel like people are saying, let's go. Let Trey Cook see what he can do. See if we can win on Labor Day and retake the lead in the all-time series. It, it's so hot out, we're letting Trey Cook. Yeah, exactly. The uh, all-time Labor Day series, Edmonton-Calgary, 30 wins apiece with one tie. Uh, but the Stamps have won 13 of the last 16. So uh, 16 years ago, Edmonton had a 10-win lead, but Calgary has uh, has tied it up with a combination of them having some good teams and uh, the double E going through some tough years. So that's on Monday. As Andrew Peard referenced, it starts later than usual. It's a 3.30 countdown to kickoff and the game at 5 here on 6.30. Chet, of course, uh, the Oilers' notes from yesterday, Brandon Sutter and Sam Gagne, professional tryout agreements. Sutter was on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer earlier today. Mooner and Escott filling in for Bob while he gets some time off. Here's what uh, Sutter had to say about his recovery from COVID. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to, uh, I don't want to get too specific, but it's basically, uh, you know, it's, it, it's an immune system kind of dysregulation. And it's, uh, um, you know, you think about long COVID, it's not like it's the, it's no longer the virus itself. It's, it's, it's your body's reaction to it. And um, I finally found out some things that were kind of going on with me and managed to correct them. And um, it seems to be feeling better and better as time goes here. Now that I know what I was, what I was up against. And like I said, when you're dealing with something with it's your immune system, you really have no idea of where to start and that's why it took so long to figure it out because you think it's going to be as simple as getting over a virus or checking your blood work like usual stuff but it's uh it requires outside the box thinking and it's just not something that uh you know our, our, a typical doctor is going to you know find and check you for it's so kind of new to everybody and uh luckily i found the right people to help yeah uh sutter 34 years of age again hasn't played in a couple of years sam gagne uh, generally uh, beloved here in edmonton that if he makes the team, this would be his third tour of duty uh, with the Oilers. Uh, somebody called in last night that I think it was Tony said, Gagne, a better chance than Sutter. Probably just because Gagne has been playing. Uh, certainly, I, I think at most one makes the team. I, I don't. There's really just not room uh, for both. But to discuss that and who knows what else, my good buddy Drew Amenda checking in. I was on his show yesterday, uh, The Green Zone, uh, that's on throughout Saskatchewan. Drew, how are you doing? I'm good, Reed. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. How's Ryder Nation this week? Are they uh, excited or nervous about the Winnipeg game? Well, the great thing is is that I've been hosting the show by myself. Uh, Jamie and I have been on vacation like Bob and um, like Bob Stoffer, and both times, uh, both guys going on vacation is kind of redundant because they're always on vacation, even when they're working or not. Um, when So I didn't have to talk about the riders. I got to talk to uh, uh, our good friend Jay Woodcroft. I had Todd McClellan on. I've had uh, coaches on talking hockey. I've had coaches on talking coaching. Um, I've, had, I've been able to talk about things that didn't involve the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So I've been really happy for the last, uh, last seven days. <laughs> Uh, 
I didn't realize, and then I was on yesterday. I'm not quite in yeah. the category of some of those other names, but that's uh, you're there, bro. You, you yeah. started us off. You hit you hit the lead off, you know, single, got on base. That's what I needed. Oh, well, that's good. I, I, I haven't seen Woody for a while. What's he doing? Did he tell you anything of note? Um, every time I get Jay on, and, and so when, when I get to host the show by myself, um, I, I talk to as many coaches as I can, and we just talk about coaching, or as I like to say, the art of coaching. It's kind of like a coach's corner talk, but it's just how these guys go about their job and their philosophies and their tenants and their non-negotiables and their communication, et cetera, et cetera. And whenever I talk to Jay about um, coaching, it's it's always fascinating and enlightening. It's such a smart in-depth thinker about the art of coaching and um so we talked a lot about you know how to go from now good to great we talked a lot about um i asked him just directly i said do great players and you've got two of the best if not the best in the game do they want to be coached and you know and, and considering also jay was a coach on the coaching staff that had pavel Datsu, henrik zetterberg nikki lindstrom steve eisenman brendan shanahan joe thornton patrick marlowe you know brent burns so i asked him do, do great players want to be coached and he said absolutely so they absolutely want to be coached they thirst for knowledge because they're driven by one thing being as good as they can be so knowledge equals you know, learning and learning equals I can do this better. I can do, I can work better, work harder, work here and, and refine my game. And the other thing that he's talking about, the one thing that the great players have, have that one constant throughout their, their character trait is the, the drive to be the best uh-huh. and being the best means winning. And so every time I talk to Jay, I'm, I'm, I'm astounded by um, how, how in-depth he is when he's talking about the art of coaching. And as I I said to him at the end, I said, you know, of course I'm biased. And I said, listen, if if, he talked about getting it done, he talked about getting the Stanley Cup championships and, you know, that that you have to have a purpose and a goal. And the the season changes from April till, you know, once once April hits, the season really changes. And um, he talked about the fact that, you know, that he's not worried about the team and their drive and their and their want. Um, there's certain things as as we know go into winning and losing, but he is uh, he's confident in the people he's got. But he knows it's a long journey. So I I, I just love talking to Jay about coaching. And I had Todd on yesterday, and um, I've had Peter DeBoer on, John Tortorella on. Um, they're great when they're they're talking about what they do for a living. Well, that, I'm gonna have to try to find those because that—that's what's Tortorella like? Because he, I mean, all the clips Fantastic. that make the rounds are him getting mad at yeah. Brooksy, or I mean, even yeah. sometimes he's come through Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. and, like I—I'll I, be honest with you, like he can be either so, and I—I've never interviewed him. I don't think I've ever even been in a scrum with him, but he can be so interesting. And then the other side of it is like he's so almost pouty sometimes and i'm like dude like just pick somewhere in between but what's what's he like when you get him going um i'm very biased about john he is wonderful Reed, just absolutely wonderful um i always look at john as a guy that um if you come at him straight ahead and you you want to talk and, and treat him um with respect he'll treat he'll give it right back to you with respect if you've got an uh an ulterior motive or you're trying to come in with some sort of angle, he's got very little time for you. Um, you'd like him. He'd love to talk to you because um, 
you and I and and he are pretty much the same that we don't suffer fools gladly. <laughs> he's really really bright when it comes to the, to the coaching game. I mean, he's been on, been in it for a long time and exceptionally honest. What's what I love about John? Like exceptionally honest. And you know what? There's a lot of guys in that, and I, I don't know why why John and I have gotten along so well. I never worked for him. I would have loved to, but um, he he never. If I send him a text. Never fail to get back to me right away. Never, absolutely, never, ever, ever. And John is, he's one of those guys where I, I think his bark is, is way worse than his bite. But <laughs> John's an absolute sweetheart. I mean, there's the story of, you know, bringing Justin Braun, who played for played for John and played for the Sharks and played for John in Philadelphia, and bringing on Justin Braun's last game, bringing his dad down to be on the bench when John went upstairs, you know, for, the, for his final game. I mean, that's... I mean, that guy's a that's a good man right there. Drew Armenda joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Always love having Drew on the show. I'm going to throw a coaching question at you. Um, okay. It's it's a general coaching question that I'm going to localize. I think you'll understand. Okay. You probably already know where I'm going. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you had me on yesterday to talk about the Elks. And, of course, that was a big focus of this show last night. And I, I knew I would get, I, 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 I was predicting it, and I certainly got some messages last night basically saying, Hey, Reed, awesome. What took Jones so long, right, to get Trey <laughs> Fort uh, yeah. in there? You know, Jones had his clips earlier in the season saying, you know, Trey's been good, but maybe not good enough. And now people yeah. are saying, well, how could have he been worse than the other stuff we were doing? Um you know, we, we never know how it would have worked out uh, if, if right. Ford had played earlier. And we still don't know how the season's going to go from here, but it's a lot more optimistic. But how, how do you, and you maybe have been on coaching staffs or, you know, even in hockey, we'll play this goalie, yeah. we'll put this guy on the power play. What's taking you so long? What do you, how do you look at all that? It was absolutely wrong not to put him in. Your coaches are wrong. Coaches are wrong a lot. Um, one of the great traits of good coaches is self-awareness and that is sometimes a rare trait in coaches that you don't understand that this is the guy that I'm going with but it's not working or you're not willing to accept it the other aspect of it is all coaches every single coach I've ever worked with every single coach I've ever been around is has got their blind spots and they're good guys Okay. There's this one guy we put in in whatever situation. I use him all the time, and it doesn't matter what he does. He's my guy. I love him for his effort, or I love him for his attitude, or I love him for whatever reason. And I'm blind to the fact that, you know what, maybe I can put somebody better in there. And then there's those other guys on your team that every time, every single thing I see of them, I can't stand. <laughs> Why do I have this guy in there? He could be doing everything I need him to do, but for some reason, he's my, he's in my blind spot. He's just in my blind spot. Everybody's got it. I had a guy. I had a guy that I, I was uh, when I was coaching in Kansas City, um, who was his name was Jeff Batters. Unfortunately, Jeff passed away in a motorcycle accident, very young in life, tragic. Bats was a terrific young man, just a terrific young man, and actually a pretty good hockey player. I didn't see any of the any of the upside in him. Like when I would be watching video and breaking it down, I'd be going to Vasily Tikhanov, the head coach. I was the associate coach. I'd be going Vasily, and I'd be showing him, and Vasily would go, "Dude, dude, he's he's a good player. He's a good player." But I just didn't see anything in him. Um, 
then one game, like every time, you know, and that was back in the day where the IHL had shootouts, right? So he would tell me, put me in, put me in, put me in. And I got like five guys that Sharks are looking at. I'm going to put, I'm putting them in, right? Right. But we get, to, we get to about 10 shots, 10 shooters. And I'm looking up and Bats would keep looking at me, looking at me. Finally, Basili let me pick the guys. And I went, all right, Bats, go. He jumps over. Reed, he puts a move on this goaltender that I have not seen since. That was so beautiful. And he jacks it upstairs. Scores the winner, skates by the bench with a shrugged shoulder, just staring at me and swearing at me like you would not believe. So there's just guys that there's just guys that you know what you don't see the good in them, and then there's other guys you see nothing but good in them. And I think with Chris Jones, you know, Chris Jones is like Trey's got to practice harder, he's got to work harder his game and everything else. The genius of Chris Jones here is that. Now he puts him in. He has energized that offense. That team seems to have a big spark now because of, of Trey. And Trey, hey man, Trey can play. Simple as that. But the other aspect is now Chris Jones can still look around and go, see, told you. He was just starting to work harder, and then yeah. I was right. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. Yeah, But it is, it is <laughs> and you're going to like something Blake Dermott said to me uh, a couple weeks ago when they let go of McAdoo, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it, it's a football-specific comment, but it can be translated into other sports. And, and Blake said sometimes coaches, they can't get off the first page of their playbook. They have their exactly. favorite plays, and they just can't convince themselves that they need to turn the page to page two. That's really good. That's exactly, and he's exactly right. And and Chris didn't want to turn the page to page two. I know, I understand. They've Cornelius. They 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 put a lot of money on him and give him the CFL contract. But I mean, it, it, it wasn't working. His his throws were behind guys. He got a couple of just terrible choices in his in his in his reads, and he, he checked down so often. And what I like about it is what what they're doing with with Trey. They're just letting Trey play. They're just letting him do what he can do. All right, uh, let's tie it all together. I was mentioned Gagne and Sutter off the top. Yeah. I, I, I like Brandon Sutter. I think this is a big hill for him to climb. Uh, I mean, I think if there is one guy, I, I think it's going to be Gagne just because – and Gagne knows exactly what he's getting into and what his role is going to be if he does wind up being an oiler this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think with with Gagne is the veteran guy, the guy that's been around, the guy's familiar, and, and he knows – what he has to do and how he has to do it. And he doesn't have to do, he doesn't have to play with Connor or Leon and, and put up points. He's got to be that reliable veteran guy. That's almost like a, uh, a third or fourth coach out there for, for Jay Woodcroft. Um, coming back from the long COVID is a tough, tough thing, man. Uh, think about um, Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves had the long COVID too. Um, and unfortunately, a guy had just passed away in wrestling. And you know, I'm a big wrestling guy, WWE guy, Bray Wyatt. He had the long COVID and ended up being, having a heart attack and passing away. I mean, it's it's long COVID. It's a hard thing to come back back from. I like Brandon a lot. Um, I wish him the best. If you get him and he's and he's able to get back to that that um, Sutter type type of hockey he plays, he could be a valuable guy for you down the stretch, without a doubt. So, um, I think those are two good PTOs. But PTOs are PTOs when it comes to the cap. You've got to make sure you make a, a major impression when you get the opportunity. It's like if you don't make it, it may, might not even be because of the way that you had training camp or had preseason games. It might be just the fact that they can't put you in there because of the numbers. 
Well, and, and numbers is everything with Oilers, right? Not mm-hmm. just roster size, but, but money. I mean, you're, they're they're paying. If it is somebody, it's league minimum, right? We know that. So exactly. uh, that's that's another thing to consider. Uh, Drew, I, I love having you on the show. I, I love how we just kind of talk and see where we wind up. It's always fun. Uh, enjoy the. Uh, you're gonna ha- like like you get, you have to talk about the Riders at some point on your show. They do have yeah, a Jamie, big game on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie's back tomorrow, so okay. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to fake it for the next few days. But then I get to go drive back to San Jose in, in about two, ten days, so then I don't have to. You know, for at least a week, I'm off of the, off the riders. How, how how will you take a week to drive it, or what will you do? No, 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 no. I'll take about. Uh, well, it depends, Reed. If I'm driving by myself, two days. Um, my lovely wife Michelle is coming with me, and she likes to stop for these things called breakfasts. <laughs> And 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 hotels and lunches and bathroom breaks. I felt okay. It so takes a little longer. So is it <laughs> a stupid question? Do you go diagonally through uh, like Alberta? Yeah, Washington. I'll actually, I'll actually come. I'll actually come to your fair city and and see my uh, daughter and and uh, perfect granddaughter, and then we'll go down through uh, to Great Falls, down through Montana, Great Falls, Montana. Then we jump to Salt Lake, then to Tahoe, and then San Jose. Okay, that sounds like fun, Drew. Thanks for doing this. Uh, <laughs> have a great. We'll we'll talk to you when you get back in San Jose and think how these things are are going there, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Reed. Great talking to you, pal. Bye. Drew Amanda checking in, of course, the Sharks analyst for the uh, San Jose Sharks Audio Network, does the Green Zone, uh, Green Zone out of CJME in Regina with uh, Jamie and I. Love having Drew on the show. 780-496-0063. That conversation presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Uh, we might have a couple more It's So Hot jokes to get to those have been fun tonight blue jays trailing washington 5-3 in the ninth back in a couple of minutes hi this is leon dreisettle from your edmonton oilers and you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on 630 chat all right let's wrap it up here uh it's so hot it's so hot that. What do we have from people? It's so hot out. The Flames power play is smoking. That's from Mick Danoof. Here's one from this list I printed up. It's so hot I almost called my ex so I could be around something shady. That's kind of funny. Ooh, okay. That might be a little saucy, too. Farmer Brown out in Barhead. It's so hot we started the fireplace to cool down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. James texts in and says, I'm, it's so hot, I'm getting a suntan sitting in my living room. He's getting a suntan sitting in his living Maybe room. Maybe he has a glass ceiling. Ooh, very nice. Uh, Jerbear texts in and says, it's so hot that cows are medium rare. <laughs> that's that's nice. That one gets a shirt. All right. Well, we gave sure. out a lot of shirts tonight, right? Right out. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and a quick one from Richard here says, it's so hot that I just cooked a steak on my barbecue without turning it on. Oh, okay, that's good. So that was fun, everybody. Thanks for engaging with the off-topic topic. That was fun. Uh, I, and I know some people did write in about uh, the Elks, about Labor Day, and about the Oilers' power play. So, Kellen, save some of the best of those, and uh, we'll, we'll work them into tomorrow's show. 
which hopefully will be as fun as this one. Will do. Oilers now, noon to 2 tomorrow. Remember, starting Tuesday, Oilers now goes from 5 to 7 p.m., and Inside Sports will be from 7 to 8. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank <laughs> you.